Welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Life with Lori. Today, I have the amazing guest of Jonathan. He is somebody I met through a mastermind. It's a mastermind that I support, but I've gotten a lot of value out of supporting uh, these uh, awesome entrepreneurs as they share, uh, you know, information and get guidance and um, you know, for something that I just see the background from, I've had the opp- opportunity and with that opportunity is getting to know Jonathan, who, uh, I just naturally got interested in because of your life story and, you know, all the successes you've had in the past two years and, um, why you do what you do as a profession. So, um, obviously I, I harassed you to get on to, as a guest here because you were such an interesting person. I'm like, please come join us. Um, so thank you. Honestly, Jonathan, I know you're busy and I know you uh, really believe in work-life balance. So I appreciate you taking uh, you know a few minutes out of your time today to speak with me and the people that are actually listening to us. So thanks a lot, Jonathan. Well, Lori, it's, it's honestly a pleasure to be on the show with you. I think you're pretty awesome yourself and I'm happy to be here. Awesome. And so you, I, I mean, I'm not going to give it any Justin. So I'll just, you have your own um, coaching um, and courses and it's just, a, it's, a, I love what you do because there's not enough, um, you know, there's not enough mention. There's not enough publication. There's not enough uh, courses or, or information to what you specifically do with live more. So can you explain about who you are and the awesome Jonathan and basically what your, uh, what your company's all about? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. So live more is, is a, it's a, it's a broad platform that, that I was, that was an an incredible inspiration that I had uh, while I was in the, in the, while I was embroiled in the middle of my breakdown and, and and subsequent awakening Um, live more at its, at its essence is really about cultivating a, a much deeper, more powerful connection with, with oneself. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. when you find that connection, and this is from personal experience, when you find that connection, you realize how connected you are to, to everything and everyone around you. And and that is, as I said, the, the essence of live more. Um, and it is a broad platform. It was, uh, it is originally, intended to, to serve, uh, all people really, um, as natural evolution, if you want to say, I've, I've turned my focus, um, I've turned my focus towards men specifically, and I've begun creating, uh, new, new courses, new products, new, new, uh, a new focus on men in particular, because, um, while the the broad platform of Livermore is is awesome, and uh, and I love it, uh, it it's perhaps too broad in some way. So you know you can't speak to everybody all the time, and um, I have come to realize again through personal experience how important it is to reach out to men and support men, and and how little of that we actually receive in, in today's yeah. society. Yeah, I that's that's the part that really intrigued me. Like, I love the obviously the broad platform and everybody. I think you and your courses, um, but really, like you said, um, 
uh, stereotypically, we're still in a society, we're stuck in this, uh, this wall of not being able to, you know, put emphasis on living a healthy, well-rounded life. And, you know, men are kind of plugged into stereotypically being, you know, there's still aspects of like that whole 1950s mentality where you come home, you from a day of work, you do the grind, you have like this no emotion and, and there's, it's really a hard stereotype to step out of. I mean, let alone like you get into different communities and, and non-gender and binary and so forth. But like that, that one stereotype, if you're identifying as a male, it's really hard to step out of it to who you really are meant to be versus what society is giving you that small structure to be. So that's why I love what you do so much. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And, and I a hundred percent agree. It is, it is, it can be a, a very small box. That's, that's yeah. very difficult to get out of particularly because so many it's, it's self reinforcing, right? You're a man hang out with other, with other dudes. And, you know, we all kind of toe the line, right? We all, yeah. we all to some degree or another, whether we really, whether we feel good about it or not, you know, a lot of the times, like nobody wants to be the first one to stand up and say, look guys, you know, I've really got to share something vulnerable with you because I feel like I might be falling apart. Like, there's, yeah. there's always that at least up until like this point in, in our, in our um, evolution as, as a, as, as a species, there's, mm-hmm. there's been that, that stigma that like from, yeah. from the day we're born, practically we're, we're trained to, to not cry, to walk it off, to, to, you know, be a man, suck it up. And so it, it becomes incredibly difficult to, to open up and be, be vulnerable and ask for help if you really feel like you need it. Right. And, and this is something that I'm passionate about changing. I really want to be that guy who, who will stand up and, and welcome the conversation and, you know, be the guy who, who tells his story and says, look, I've been through so many things and, and it was awful. And, and I understand how I got myself to that place. And I have, experienced how difficult it is to ask for help and also to to find the help even if you're looking for it so yeah there's there's a lot of things that i would like to change yeah what i i was just laughing in my head because i'm like because it's laughing because of the truth of like vulnerability is almost a swear word in like in male in, in, in society and culture for men to speak out and be able to like, even use, Hey, I need to be vulnerable. I need your support. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't really hear that. I mean, maybe possibly in a little bit in the younger generations, but it's still not cultured or not programmed for us to have that ability to have that openness for, you know, men, that can actually just get there just to speak those words so they can communicate what their, what their needs are. So that's really exactly, cool that you're, exactly. you're, you know, obviously the person, one of the people behind the message and getting out there and then being able to help support people and coach them along to, uh, you know, whatever possibilities there are for them to reach the, the, the answers that they do need. And that's awesome. So thank you that's for amazing. being you and getting that out there. Um, you can you. touch you touched upon a bit about like your own 
um, challenges in life that you went through and what you had learned from yourself. Do you mind uh, broadening up, broadening or going in a bit about that, about like how, what you overcame to make you realize that you wanted to be kind of a voice for everything? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I won't go, uh, unless you ask me to, I won't go into <laughs> a tremendously long detail about my story, but the, the, um, what I experienced was uh, growing up in a state of tremendous insecurity about myself. And, um, you know, I, I carried or I developed at some point, as I think pretty much everybody does, we, we develop an image of who we are and what, we, what we're worthy of, you know, what we deserve, what we don't deserve. You, you collect these ideas, and most of them don't come from you, right? Most of them are, are imparted onto you from yeah. other people or other situations or experiences. It, it's, it's not a process where you're consciously deciding how you want to visualize yourself. And then you get to a point in your life where you, where you see yourself a certain way, and that's, and that's it. That's sort of that's the model that you, that you function with. So for me, as I said, I had a lot of insecurity. I had a lot of um, lack of self-worth, tremendously like painfully self-conscious a lot of the time. But for myself, I managed to do a pretty awesome job of, of hiding it and, you know, expressing myself through my, through my clothing, through my hairstyles, through my, through my beard, through my <laughs> beard yeah. right? Like I, I, became pretty good at, at projecting outwardly an image that seemed to have his shit together and, and was cool. But um, yeah. the, the inner me, the, the, the image that I had of myself was still the one that was driving my, my decisions and my thoughts. And over time I found that, you know, my lack of, of self-worth was, putting me in a place where I would act it out physically, you know, in my choices and my actions and in, in the way that mm-hmm. I behaved. And what I was doing was self-sabotaging, right? I was, I was um, making a lot of really increasingly poor choices because I already felt bad about myself. And then when I would do something that, you know, it may have been exciting in the moment. It may have felt great for a short period of time, but then afterwards, I felt that much worse about myself. So yeah. it was a self. It was a. It was a cycle of slowly diminishing my self worth more and more and more. And I, you know, I got to a point where I I couldn't reconcile anything anymore. I I created a a pretty good life for myself. I had a, a good job. I had a family, I had a house, I had sort of everything I thought that I was supposed to want. And yet yeah. I was still miserable a lot of the time. I was I was very unhappy and, and mostly that unhappiness was coming from within me. And more than anything, what I eventually wanted was to to get myself out of of that life. You know, I felt like it had become a trap, right? Because yeah. I wasn't expressing myself. I wasn't really being me anymore. Yeah. Um, 
And I didn't really know who I was anymore. I wasn't connected to my own, to my heart, to my soul. And it became a trap. And so the long and short of it is that I, I made increasingly bad choices and, and did increasingly, um, you could say, unforgivable things and got myself thrown out of that life. I basically burned it all down. And I put myself in a position where I would either have to figure figure it out and and get the help that I that I needed or or who knows right you know yeah. blame blame the world and go live under a bridge mm-hmm. I chose to I chose to to wake up and and take the responsibility for my actions and and take accountability for the fact that I had got myself to that place of complete breakdown and then I finally had the motivation to to be honest with myself and have a conversation with myself, you know, let go of, of a lot of secrets, let go of a, a lot of the limiting beliefs and the self-image and the, the false ideas that I had about myself that I could suddenly see were completely wrong and had not been serving me. Wow. And thus began my my path of of awakening and rebuilding, you know. And yeah. I feel like what I what I've said in the past is that nowadays I don't I don't feel like a new man. I don't feel like I'm like I'm actually different. I just feel like like a whole version of me who is significantly less burdened by false beliefs and and you know. Um misguided ideas yeah and it's it, I, I had a conversation this morning about like misguided beliefs sometimes you don't even know that you're oh you're not even aware that you've trailed off of your authentic path where you know mm-hmm. like you said you're 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 put in the position where you're supposed to want this certain type of life and these certain type of things that's what you know society hands to you as what your your goal your your wants or goals are, and then they might not actually be your goals. So I mean, I found that personally, and, and I'm finding that more and more as I meet with people, you know, in the, this, this show, or if I'm meeting people, I try to meet with three to four people outside just to get to know them. And it's, it's a common theme is that we're given as a society, these certain expectations or certain things that we think we want. And, you know, when you actually look into, who you are and what you're about, it might not even register. I mean, thankfully society gave me the opportunity that I thought I wanted a whole family, you know, white picket fence and two dogs and two kids and whatnot. And I was given the gift of my daughter. But if I look back as being my authentic self, I, that probably wouldn't have gone through. Like, I mean, I cherished being a mom, but I don't think it would have happened as quickly as it did, even though I was 30 when it happened, but yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. it's really, really cool that you were able to reach into yourself and become, you said like, like a more complete version of yourself, I guess. And that, yeah. that clean version connects to a real, the real version that's meant to be you. That's, I mean, that's, that's such right. a gift to do. Yeah. I, I do feel like, I feel like the, that whole comfortable, version of me that that beautiful version of me is is the me that's always been inside right but he was he was enclosed in in the limiting beliefs enclosed by all the the ideas and things 
And, yeah. um, yeah. And, and I like what you said also about your family and everything. Certainly I, I don't never once have I regretted, you know, uh, the, the life that I created. Um, yeah. I'm very proud. Of, I'm very proud of, of my children, very proud of a lot of things. Um, and I, and I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that for the world. Um, but I was not, I was not the, at that time, I was not the, the whole person. And I didn't have the, the tools that I needed to be able to navigate that kind of life uh, successfully, obviously. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I but can now, like- now, having been through it and having experienced the, the breakdown, having experienced the, the awakening, having, having thrown my, my limiting beliefs and, and caution out the window and, and put myself in situations that would have made me incredibly uncomfortable before, like, like big social settings and things. Having challenged myself to get out of my own comfort zones has been a revelation that I can't quite describe. It's been incredible. And, and that has been really transformative for me. That's incredible. That's, that's huge. I, my, uh, my fiance has a, has a big joke where like, he's like, I don't know how you do it. You find a wall and then you just decide to plow through it where I, it's, I guess I'm still going through some transformations and learning more about myself, but, uh, I seem to come up to things where, you know, I have to get uncomfortable and I have to do it. And because I like to bulldoze, that's what he likes to, I bulldoze through. Uh-huh. Just nice. to get through and get comfortable because that's the only way to do it. So it might cause a week worth of panic attacks, but without getting through it and accepting that it's part of life, there's no way else to do it. Right. So it's, that's I think right. that's, I think what you said, like you really do to find yourself, you have to find your most uncomfortable areas and just be in it and learn to learn to healthily go through it the best you can. And yeah. that's, I mean, it is transformative. Oh yeah, it's a huge challenge. And like I said, it's usually a week to a week and a half's worth of panic attacks for me. But once that, mm-hmm. once I get over it and through it, I'm like, okay, well, I survived that. And what's the next step? <laughs> so it's yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. And 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 I think that's so true in in so many experiences. Like yeah, it might have been, it might have felt hard, and it may be it was physically difficult. But I mean, you survived. Yeah. Right. You're you learned something, and now you're stronger. And yeah. on to the next, right? I think, yeah. And I think it's like also, I mean, you learn about the situation itself and in being, but learning about yourself within that situation, it, it gives you so much mm-hmm. information about who you are and, and what, how, like how much further you, you can grow. Like I keep telling myself I'm on the precipice of something, but I'm, you know, I'm in the middle of it doing it right now. So it's, it's interesting how like the, what you said with limiting beliefs, the more you, um, let go of the stories you tell yourself and, and just be mm-hmm. open to what's actually out there for you. It's just incredible. And it's, it's great that you're bringing that out, enlightening others with such a, such a wonderful message because I mean, you get what you get rid of those limiting beliefs and, and all those stories and there would be so much success I'm sure in the world. And like, I mean, the world would just rocket forward, but it's a matter of people <laughs> stepping out. <laughs> Well, absolutely. And, and this is what has inspired me to, to take, to take my message to the world and to, and to 
um, advocate for other men to stand up and, and be, uh, be like a, a man that, that represents that kind of emotional freedom and, and encourages yeah. other dudes to, to get there too. If, if that's what they're looking for, because, yeah. um, you know, we've, we've, we've had so many generations where our men have, have lived inside the little box, you know? Yeah. And it's like the, the, this, for instance, you know, the, the suicide rate in men is three times higher than it is in women. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that is, is because men who, who find themselves contained in, in the box don't have a way to, to ask for help or to let it out, to, to express themselves outside of that box. It's very confining and, and it can, it can, it can cause or inspire uh, people to look for some sort of an outlet. Like how many, how many times have we heard about, uh, you know, gaming, video gaming addictions or alcoholism, drugs, or, you know, porn addiction. There's so many like harmful, harmful and yet um, almost socially acceptable ways of, of uh, trying to, to let it out, you know, yeah. oh, he's, 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 he plays video, video games all day long. I mean, that sucks, but it's almost like, well, it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's almost yeah. socially acceptable. Whereas I find the, the contrast, you know, of a man who says, I really need some help. Um, and, and is being vulnerable still has all that stigma. So why is it, why is it okay in a sense? Okay. For all of these other destructive outlets, but still seen with, with shame, you know, and, and to, to somehow admit, admit what is seen as a weakness and ask for help. Yeah. You know, it's, it's- have that conversation. Like for, for me, it all starts with the, with the, deep conversation and you find a guy who, who can relate to what you're going through and is, is up to the challenge of having that conversation and, mm-hmm. and get into it. I love that. I love that. And you're so right about like, it's completely acceptable. I mean, you watch any comedy or sitcom series that after after a hard day's work the the woman has a glass of wine and the dude has a has a you know a beer can in their hand and they're talking and bitching and moaning about things but instead of actually like stepping aside with the drinking and stuff and just getting out there and i mean you made it sound masculine you know, like get a dude into like, that sounds very macho to me but like <laughs> that that yeah. plug that wall of the, the stereotype that most people hear it's or don't even hear it sometimes because of the unconscious you know words that are spoken to us that uh mm-hmm. that they're not supposed to be able to do that so yeah very cool sir thank you so much for being on the show today i really appreciate it i mean is there pleasure. any is there any way where people can find you i know there's livemore.ca and i know you've got your social media up is there are there other platforms that they can uh find you and their your awesomeness around absolutely um yeah as you mentioned i do have the the website um livemore.ca i've got uh my facebook profile of course jonathan terrence we also have a, a livemore uh facebook group i'm on instagram and uh, i do have a podcast 
which is which would be a great way to to interact. I guess it's not I that interactive really, but it's a great way to find me is through my <laughs> podcast. Awesome. Well, thank you so much today for being on. I really appreciate it. I mean, I know it's a unique message that needs to be bigger and more common and having awesome people behind you. That is really cool. Um, So I always like to end the show with what is one daily thing you do to live a healthy lifestyle? I mean, I do a few things more or less daily. Um, Mm -hmm. The one thing that, that really comes to mind powerfully is um, exercise you know, in, yeah. in my in my in my darkest times, when I was really drowning um, with all the with all the chaos I'd created for myself, I I religiously stuck to my to my workout routine, and it helped me so much. And even today, I I make sure as much as possible. You know, with the with the goal of being daily, I do at least a small workout every day. That's just awesome. to just to move and get the blood going and feel a little stronger. That and that is, helps me a lot. Yeah. Well, not only for the physical aspects of like, you know, increasing your happy brain chemicals and stuff, but it gives structure to the routine, right? So if you have that one 20 minute, half an hour, 45 minutes that you do daily, you know, that's party routine. Sometimes that's how it, you have to build around is that the rest of your structure into it. So Good yeah. on you for doing so. And thanks again. And thanks anybody that decided to watch us today. And I hope you have an amazing day today, John. Thanks. You too. All right. Take care. Bye everybody. Bye.